This episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast is brought to you by Rich's Billiards, 5815 Weber. Not your average hero's new name, same place. And ladies and gentlemen, if my calculations are correct, it is midnight. It is the stroke of midnight. That means it's Friday night. That means, hmm, let's see, I'm probably at home right now trying to relax and chill out and just either watch some rumble or maybe having a beer riches billiards who knows what i'm doing on a friday night so if that's the case that means oh crap we're back the very first episode of the main event talk podcast for 2021 has officially arrived and we are here nxt versus aew new year's eve or smash and we are starting off with part one, New Year's Evil, we're going to talk about all the matches that took place over at NXT's New Year's Evil, including the match between Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly for the NXT Championship. Did Kyle O'Reilly fulfill his destiny, or did the Prince walk away with the championship? Also, one-on-one match between two of NXT's premier athletes. The returning Karrion Cross goes one-on-one against the Archer of Infamy, Damian Priest. What's going to happen between these two? And a last woman standing match. Raquel Gonzalez goes one-on-one against Rhea Ripley. It is only the tip of the iceberg, ladies and gentlemen. And this is only part one. This is only midnight, and now you guys get an opportunity to come in and welcome to the main event talk. Welcome to 2021, and ladies and gentlemen, all I can tell you is we are back. Get the- 
What a way to start off the main event talk with one of my all-time favorite bands of the 80s and one of my all-time favorite bands. One of the reasons why I became a metalhead in the first place, that was Twisted Sister from the album You Can't Stop Rock and Roll. That was The Kids Are Back. And we are indeed back. And back with a major vengeance. Well, I wouldn't actually say a major vengeance. It's just the fact that the main event just wants to come, go ahead and just come right back in after, you know, having a somewhat great Christmas and somewhat great New Year's and drinking a couple of beers and taking a couple of shots and all sorts of other stuff and everything else like that. So with that being said, the main event is back and we are starting off in the right foot and we've got a lot of things we need to cover and a lot of things that are going to be covered today. As a matter of fact, well, today today obviously is January 9th, and uh, most of you guys know that there are several things that are going to be happening in the next couple of days, and we've got a lot of wrestling we need to cover and a lot of stuff that had taken place. Um, before we talk about before we talk about NXT's New Year's Eve, before we talk about what's about to take place, let's see if we can if we can get to it. This Valentine's Day, let all the fields take over. The whole world wants to know what is NXT gonna do next. This is what we have been waiting for. NXT Takeover, Sunday, February 14th, streaming live on WWE Network. Well, TakeOver is about to happen, and it's going to take place on Valentine's Day. And boy, that <laughs> boy that really screws me up badly. You want to know why? Let me explain why. Okay, now, I don't have a problem with TakeOver being on Valentine's Day. And no doubt, there's going to be a special TakeOver's um, maybe a St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Who knows? They may play that part in NXT. But the reason, the reason why I say it's kind of, you know, bad time and everything else like that is because, let's see, Valentine's Day is on the 14th. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those days where you have to, you know, say, you know, happy Valentine's Day to a special person. And, you know, no doubt some of you people probably have somebody special that you love and care about and and want to buy chocolates and buy rings or buy all sorts of stuff and everything else like that. And probably want to go ahead and just take them out to dinner or or uh, maybe a recommendation. You know, you can take them out to any place you want to. But I recommend Rich's Billiards, 1515 Weber, not your average hero's new name, same place. Take her out to a drink. 
you know, maybe go ahead and buy her the Rich's Burger or the Classic Burger or maybe a pizza. Give her some flowers, give her some chocolates, give her whatever she wants. And then maybe at the end of the night, when all that is done, maybe you can give her the old you-know-what, if you know what I mean, (laughs) on Valentine's Day. But that's not the reason, though. The reason is, well, and I'm officially announcing this right here, right now, because... I know some people are wondering, you know, Valentine's Day is a very special day, not just because it's Valentine's Day, not just because it's Valentine's Day. The fact that it will be my 18th anniversary, that's right, my 18th anniversary walking into the doors of Rich's Billiards, that's right. Now, I've been coming to that place since February 14th of 2003. Now, some of you have already heard the story. Others haven't. Now, I'm walking into the place, and it was my first time walking in. I had someone that was there that uh, worked as a waitress over there that used to work at a place called Q's a long time ago. She invited me to come in. The main event came in, showed up, had a couple of Valentine's Day gifts for a certain somebody. Her name is Brandy. Don't ask why. And lo and behold, the main event got a taste, a glimpse, a taste, well, not her, but I wish it was her, but (laughs) had an opportunity to get an idea of what Theo's, or at at that time, Theo's would be like. And then all of a sudden, you fast forward 18 years later, and all of a sudden, the main event is still going to this same exact place, despite the fact that Theo's is now called Riches, I still love the place no matter what. And it is always going to be my favorite place no matter what. So, for old time's sake, now, just to let everybody know, I'm not going to be at Riches Billiards at all. And uh, if, 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 I cho- if I choose to make one appearance at Riches Billiards, if I choose to make one appearance, I will appear when I see the Conor McGregor fight, okay? That will be the only time the main event will show up over at Rich's Billiards. That's it. Everything else, I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to show up. I'm just going to, you know, do what I have to do and everything else like that. You know, prepare myself for what's about to happen. And here's the thing. TakeOver, NXT TakeOver, as we were talking about, is on the 14th, right? So I'm going to actually show up on a Saturday. Now, the reason why is if I show up, say if I show up a little bit early, say if I show up at maybe 10 o'clock, say if I show up at 10 o'clock, ask for big ass Barry McLaughlin and all that other stuff and everything else like that, and then I wait till the stroke of midnight, I am going to get my revenge on Valentine's Day. And let me explain why. Now, for those of you that had an opportunity to listen to my podcast about a couple of weeks ago, or last year to be exact, you know I was pissed, you know I was mad, and you know I got upset about something, and you know what that is and everything. Now, let's just say that I was trying to pay my respects to my father, I was trying to pay my respects to my longtime best friend, who had came with me at Richards a long time ago back in 2007. A long-time best friend. And now, I'm going to get my revenge. And I'm going to get my revenge on Valentine's Day. Let's just say the main event is going to have himself a St. Valentine's Day massacre. 
And it is going to happen at the stroke of midnight. Because once the stroke of midnight begins, the chaos and the destruction and everything that happens over at Richard's Billiards will be all mine. Everything and more. And... The good thing is, I will be there sipping on Michelob Ultras, taking a few shots of Fireball and Jaeger bombs. Oh, and by the way, the main event got his bottle of Jaeger. I got the new cold-brewed coffee from Jaeger. And let's just say, it's good, it's right, all I need is some Guinness beer, and it'll all be right. Okay, so, with that being said... Like I said, the main event may make an appearance on the night of the Conor McGregor fight. But I am going to be at Richard's Billiards before Valentine's Day. And at the stroke of midnight, once it turns, once it turns Valentine's Day, then the main event will have his day in court. The main event will have his anniversary. And no one, and I mean no one, is going to stop me from having my day. You can have your day at anywhere at any time. And I am not going to allow you to get in my way this time. That means whatever happens at Rich's Billiards will happen at Rich's Billiards courtesy of the main event. And nothing is going to stop me from achieving what needs to be done. This Wednesday, live from the Capital Wrestling Center, bring in the new year with NXT New Year's Evil, a night of must-see dream matches made in hell. This is what we have been waiting for. As the Prince Finn Balor defends his NXT Championship against the undisputed Kyle O'Reilly. Sinister Karrion Cross challenges the Archer of Infamy, Damian Priest. What a matchup this is going to be! NXT Year's Evil, live this Wednesday, 8, 7 Central, Old USA. Now we know that's uh, just an old commercial, and we know that's just a preview of what is going to take place. So... Let's talk about New Year's Evil for just a moment. Let's go ahead and get it all out of the way. Now, the main event. Now, this is part one of the NXT versus AEW New Year's Evil or Smash. And we're starting off with NXT's New Year's Evil. Now, the main event did not get a chance to look at the full event. Because, quite frankly, I don't know how to get the full event. And plus... um. I would have probably have seen it on the WWE Network if it would appear. So, I'll probably get a chance. Well, I've seen them, obviously, on YouTube and everything. But I'm giving you guys a glimpse of what's about to happen. Okay, so if you guys had an opportunity to see NXT's New Year's Evil, you know what's up. Now, if you haven't seen it yet, no doubt it'll probably appear on the WWE Network. So if you get an opportunity, check out NXT's New Year's Evil on the WWE Network. Check out all the full matches and everything. And I'm about to announce those matches right here, right now. And be before before we talk about the matches, let's talk about let's talk about the host. <laughs> Let's talk about the host. Oh, my God. Okay, so let me get this straight. When we had Halloween Havoc, we had Shotzi Blackheart as the host, right? And, oh, and by the way, I have a little dispute. Now, there was a uh, a 
year-end awards for NXT, and they announced the breakout star of 2020 for NXT. Now, Shotzi Blackheart was named the breakout star, right? Now, now, now here's the funny part. Shotzi Blackheart was on, on the ballot, and you also had Dexter Loomis, you also had Damian Priest, you also had... Um, who was the other one? I think it was Karrion Cross. I think there, there were a few selections on there that could have been the breakout star of NXT, right? They selected Shotzi Blackheart. Now, with all due respect, okay, I like Shotzi. I do, but I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay, so let me get this straight. You're going to go ahead and choose this woman. This woman right here over... Oh, and Pat McAfee was on there. Yes, Pat McAfee was on there. You're going to choose Shotzi Blackheart for breakout star of NXT over Pat McAfee? Really? Are you fucking insane? And Okay, and, and you're going to pick Shotzi Blackheart over the Archer of Infamy, Damian Priest. How high are you? How much drugs have you been putting in your fucking veins before you decide to go ahead and put a shot for Shotzi? Give me a fucking break. Here's the thing. Like I said, I got nothing against her. But what did she really accomplish other than the fact that she was in the Royal Rumble, which she didn't win, 2020, and she hosted the Halloween Havoc, yes. Uh, she drove around in a tank, yes, that... that you know that this screams out breakout star and she was she was also what was she oh she was a part of the the women's war games which she didn't win and you want to name her breakout star of the year you want to name her breakout star of the year okay over pat mcafee who i understand did not win over adam cole and did not win more games but he showed great potential not to mention the fact that he was the best heel in nxt how in the world could you pick shotzi over pat mcafee oh how about this damian priest a man of the future someone that i saw that was a star had all the potential in the world, looks like John Luna if he was 10 foot tall and had long hair still, okay? Look like that. And you're going to sit here and pick Shotzi Blackheart over Damian Reese for Breakout Star of the Year? How high are you? Seriously. But anyways, let's, let me start off with the host, okay? The host is not Shotzi Blackheart. It was... <laughs> I I I get a complete laugh when I hear this shit. Okay. The person that is the host of the show was our serial killer slash murderous Dexter Loomis. Yes, he Dex, Dexter Loomis was the, the the host for the New Year's Evil. Okay, um, number one, I uh, I'm I'm trying to figure out why. And number two, how do you give a man an opportunity to be a host for a show like New Year's Evil, and he doesn't say anything, zero, 
how in the world are you going to have him hosting NXT's New Year's Evil? Oh my, at least he dressed for the occasion. Holy shit. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Let's 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 start off with the first matchup and this was this was a match that I had a chance to look at and it was something that I knew what was going to happen. It's the first meeting between Karrion Cross and Damian Priest. Now this match, my god, you talk about two grown ass men going at it one on one. And, you know, no title on the line of any kind. These are just two men competing against each other in an NXT ring. And my first prediction, my first thought was right away, I mean, I already knew that the first person that was going to win was Karrion Cross. And Karrion Cross was, you know, to me, he had, he had not wrestled since, you know, what happened at, what was it? Was it TakeOver, um, TakeOver 30 was when he won the championship. And I think that's when... He well, he had to relinquish the championship because of injury. So we understand how that goes. So these two went at it head to toe. These guys were, you know, having themselves a brawl. This was a fight. This was a straight fight between these two individuals, and I loved every minute of it. And it was just amazing to watch these two compete. And to me, I mean, I got to admit, out of the the opponents that Karrion Cross has faced, he's faced off against Tommaso Ciampa, and he's faced off against Keith Lee, and those were definitely his toughest opponents. But if there was anyone that I would say would be the closest to going to beating Damian Priest or Karrion Cross, it would be Damian Priest, because Damian Priest hit him with everything took him down with everything. And I got to say, this was a damn good match. I mean, the, just the first start of this match just made me like, ooh, I like it. This is good. And at the end of the day, well, Damian Priest found out firsthand, just like Tommaso Ciampa and just like Keith Lee, that there's nothing, nothing in the world that's going to stop this man. Damian, well, stop this man carrying cross. You will fall and you will pray at the hands of Carrion Cross. Your winner, Carrion Cross, defeats Damian Priest in a one hard hitting matchup that I recommend. If you guys want to see that match again, do it. I promise you, you will love the shit out of that matchup. The next matchup right here was for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Santos Escobar defended his championship against one half of the Lucha Brothers. Grand Metalik, great, great Lucha-style matchup. Um, you know, I, I personally thought in my mind that um, I thought that uh, Santos Escobar was going to actually lose the championship considering the fact that you got Grand Metal League, who was not only a former NXT tag team champion, but also someone that knows the Lucha style and knows how to wrestle in every way possible. And, you know, he's very, very good at what he does. Uh, but Santos, on the other hand, he can fight, he can wrestle, and he can take you down. And no matter, even if, you know, with the assistance of the other guys that are at ringside to help him out, Santos can still pull off however he can. But Grand Metal League found out the hard way of why Santos Escobar is the NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Your winner, Santos Escobar, still the Cruiserweight Champion, defeating Grand Metal League in the middle of the ring. It was a tremendous match. Digged it. 
The next match was uh, basically just a squash match. Um, Zia Lee went one-on-one against Katrina Cort- Cortez. And I got to say, uh, this strange transformation that's happening with Zia Lee. Everyone's been asking me, you know, what what is up with all these martial art moves and what is up with her, you know, with, with this this deal with this one person, um, I forgot what his name is, uh, that's that's with her, and then this other person that I, I guess is like a sensei or probably some sort of a teacher or a master or something like that. This is straight off of some, it, it, it's like, um, it's like the movie Bloodsport, but in reverse. <laughs> some people probably don't know that movie. If you've ever seen the movie, you know, from Rob Van, uh, not Rob Van Damme, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. If you've ever seen that movie, Blood, not Bloodsport, what is it? Is it Bloodsport or is it Kickboxer? It's one. I think it's Kickboxer. Kickboxer was the one. Um, it's like that movie, but in reverse, you know. But Zia Lee just went ahead and demolished this woman. So Zia Lee wins the match. Nothing to talk about there. Boom, that was it. And uh, I'm, I'm wondering, okay, who, who's the other guy? Uh, what's the name? Boa. Boa's the, the, the other guy, you know, the, the one that's with Zion Lee. But anyways, the next matchup was a match involving Raquel Gonzalez. Well, supposedly with Dakota Kai, but Dakota Kai apparently was trapped in the lockers, which... I didn't see that part, but I'm kind of curious about how that happened, and I want to look into it when I get the opportunity. Raquel Gonzalez goes one-on-one against Rhea Ripley in a last woman standing match, and I believe this is the first time two women compete in a last woman standing match, and I've never seen it happen at NXT. We've seen last man standing matches at NXT, but we've never seen one that involved two women. And i got to say, it is, you know... These two women are tough, are rugged, two close friends, but now bitter enemies. And now, and and my first thought was, as much as I love for Rhea Ripley to win, I think Raquel Gonzalez has all the potential in the world. Uh, she's pretty much, I mean, some people say that she's like a female version of China, you know, almost close close to that mark right there ferocious individual, someone that can definitely uh, take um, Io Shirai for a ride in the women's division and can definitely be a contender for the NXT Women's Championship. But these women were, I mean, goddamn, they were going at each other like crazy. You're talking steel chairs, you're talking kendo sticks. I mean, my God, they were beating the shit out of each other. It's like no man wants to come in between those women, and if you do, good luck because you're going to be in a woman's sandwich and you're going to get squashed big time, especially with those two involved. And my God, I mean, Raquel Gonzalez was fucking... She was on game, on fire. And no matter what, Rhea Ripley tried everything in her power to stop her. But at the end, right there, both Raquel Gonzalez and Rhea Ripley were on the top of the stage, right? They were at the top of the very stage where the entrance ramp is and I'm not sure what happened exactly but both women I guess like fell to the ground or fell to this one section and crashed crashed right in and on the last woman standing match you know that in order to win you have to be the last woman standing after the count of 10 once the count of 10 is completed then you win the match Rhea Ripley was left down 
And as soon as the referee was counting six, seven, Raquel Gonzalez all of a sudden came up. The referee continued to count eight, nine. Rhea Ripley could not get up. Ten. Rhea Ripley was done. And Raquel Gonzalez just etched her name in stone on the last woman standing match at NXT's New Year's Evil. Wow. That... Oh, once again, just like the Damian Priest and Karrion Cross match, this match you definitely got to check out. I mean, holy shit. Two women. If you love the women's division in NXT, you'll definitely like how this matchup goes. I mean, I swear, you talk about two women that will take things to a whole new level. Oh, my God. That. I love to watch that matchup over and over and over again when I get the opportunity. And if you see it on the network, get an opportunity to check it out while you can. Okay, this one right here is a... Well, it began with a ridiculous economy sec... Economy sec... Economy... Economy... Okay. Comedy. Yes, comedy. Can you say it with me? Comedy. Yes, comedy. Comedy segment, if you will. Oh, God. Involving this new group known as... Oh, my God. What the fuck kind of group is this? The Way. No Way. Yes, The Way. No Way. 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 The Way... First of all, stupidest name on the face of this fucking planet. Now, who does The Way consist of? The Way consist of the NXT North American champion, Johnny Gargano, and the wife of Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae, who, in my opinion, is a modified version of Bailey. That's just my opinion. A future superstar in Austin Theory. And Indy Hart, Hartwood. Or Hart, Indy Hartwood, or whatever the fuck her name is. And you know something? And, I, and I'll say this because I can. And if I'm way out of line, I apologize. I'd love to fuck the shit out of Indy if I have the opportunity. I'd like to put her in the Indies if I can. But anyways, let's move on. Okay, so we get this whole thing with the way, okay? They present some sort of a gift. It's a portrait. It's a picture. It's a portrait of Johnny Gargano dressed in um, oh, dressed in his suit and everything. And, the, and the, there's a picture of Johnny Gargano who looked like he just threw up uh, 10 pounds of cans of tuna along the way. And Austin Theory uh, coming out looking like he's Buff Bagwell but with no common sense. Um, Candice LeRae looks like a superhero, but with no clue. And Indy Hardwell, there we go, Indy Hardwell, uh, is just there looking at the sky for some odd reason. That was what the portrait looks like. And I'm just like, okay, are we getting anywhere with this, please? Can we move on to the next thing? Here comes Shotzi Blackheart coming in with the tank and, and... When I saw Austin Theory go to the tank, my first thought was, dude, you better stay right where you're at. You better leave. You better walk away. Because I noticed on the tank, there happens to be some sort of a weapon. And if you're if you're stupid or if you're smart, you will get the fuck away. 
if you're there and if you're in front of a tank, you better haul ass, especially when that thing has something in there. Well, sure enough, Austin Theory goes right over to the tank. Shotzi Blackheart is on the tank. And as soon as it gets closer and closer and closer to the tank, Shotzi Blackheart fires and hits him right in the nether regions. Basically, in main event terminology, she hit him in balls central, if you know what I mean, okay? <laughs> and then, all of a sudden, the attack ensued. Shotzi Blackheart wanted to get revenge on Candice LeRae, which happened. And then Johnny Gargano tried to intervene. And then, all of a sudden, an appearance from Kushida. Now, for those of you that don't know who Kushida is, some of you may have remember, uh, remember him in the days of New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's this um, Japanese superstar that comes out like, you know, Marty McFly, you know, from back in the future and you know dressing up like him although i've never seen a chinese version of marty but that's a discussion for another day so all of a sudden we end up and there's this one part that i saw and this is where dexter loomis comes in and plays his role of a guest host so he goes ahead and he rings the bell, right? He rings the bell, gets everyone's attention, gets Johnny Gargano's attention, gets Candice LeRae's attention, gets Shotzi Blackheart's attention, and Kushida. And then when the bell's ringing, he's ringing the bell. He's not saying a word. Zero. Not a damn thing. And then he points up to the fucking screen, and then once he points up to the fucking screen, all of a sudden, we have ourselves a mixed tag team match. Candice LeRae and the North American champion Johnny Gargano to go up against Shotzi Blackheart and Kushida in a tag match. And and my first thought was, wow, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> so it happened. So they have the match and it was it was okay. It was good from head to toe from time to time and everything. And wasn't sure exactly what to expect from this match. All I can expect is, okay, this is going to happen, that's going to happen, and it was a good match from head to toe. But then at the end, well, Johnny Gargano, well, he may have broken the curse, and in the curse of, you know, not losing his championship. He may have broken the curse, but we're in a new year, it's 2001, and all I know is Johnny Gargano versus Kushida could happen for the North American Championship and no doubt it would be it would be nice to see Kushida become the next North American Champion but we'll see what happens we'll see how the future takes us and all I know is we've got takeover coming up on the 14th of September of of February <coughs> so we're going to be ready for that in every way possible nonetheless your winner of the tag match Shotzi Blackheart and Kushida, they defeated the way. They defeated Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae of the Garganos. And, and, and you know what's funny? They're called the Garganos, but yet Johnny Gargano is called Johnny Gargano, and Candice LeRae is Candice LeRae, yet she's not called Candice LeRae Gargano. Couldn't you just call yourself Candice LeRae Gargano, or is that too difficult to understand? Okay, well, never mind. Let's not get into it. It's going to be difficult to understand why these people cannot straighten their names out in any way possible. Finn Balor. 
versus Kyle O'Reilly. Takeover 31. Match of the year. excruciating pain I've ever felt in 15 years in this business. See, watching this back, it's, it's kind of pissing me off. And this is it, the moment that stole the show. It's all anyone remembers. I think people forget who won the match. I'm still the champion, but all people remember is that, Kyle, you broke my jaw. So we're gonna do it again, Finn. Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly, too. But there's a difference this time. The last time we wrestled, you broke my jaw! This time? I will do everything to become the NXT champion. New Year's Evil. I'm gonna make you pay. Shatter your legacy. So we came down we came down to the final match um Kyle O'Reilly versus Finn Balor for the NXT championship. Um this was hard to predict, uh very hard to predict because I wasn't sure exactly how this would turn out. Would Finn Balor win the championship or is uh, this is going to be the night where Kyle O'Reilly wins the championship? Uh to me, um it was hard to really choose but you know, I went ahead and um, I I personally thought that Kyle O'Reilly would win the match. I, I personally thought he would be the one to take down Finn Balor. So I'm watching this match with Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Finn Balor. I saw the first match that took place over at TakeOver. And it was spectacular. It was great. I mean, you couldn't see a better main event match if you could. You know, um... That first match uh, was was amazing to watch. It was amazing to watch from head to toe. Um, you know, to me, I thought Kyle O'Reilly would have gotten the first match out of the way. But um, you know, when I was looking through the looking through the reports, uh, there were thoughts of um, something about a broken jaw and something about um, I believe. Um, Kyle O'Reilly has sustained some injuries as well. So it it turns out that um you know both men were injured, both men were out. And then after those injuries were over, then it came back to uh, came back to the same old stuff. So the rematch would take place. Uh Kyle O'Reilly would advance forward and now we're at New Year's Evil. And now these two are going at it one-on-one for the NXT Championship. This was a hard-hitting match. And this was exactly, almost exactly like the first match that happened at TakeOver 31. Um, Very hard-hitting. These two uh, were competing for a championship. Um, I I, I think... um, I think Finn Balor was the... I think he was the baby face. No, I, I, he was the heel. I'm sorry. And Kyle O'Reilly was the baby face in this one. 
And these two had a hard-hitting match from head to toe. Um, Kyle O'Reilly tried everything. I mean, and it was just so badass seeing these two compete. And it was just, it was mind-blowing. I mean, the first match, the first match that took place at New Year's Evil with Karrion Cross and Damien Priest was, was the highlight. That was, like, that was it. And then all of a sudden, the women come in, you know, uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Rhea Ripley tore the house down, and it was just amazing. And my thought was, how in the world are these guys going to be able to pull it off? And they pulled it off, and they pulled it off in every way that they can. And it was just amazing to watch this. I, I couldn't get over, you know, how this matchup turned out. And I, it was one of those things where I didn't care who won. I didn't care who lost. All I cared about was the match. All I cared about was seeing how all this was going to conclude. You know? So, you know, Kyle O'Reilly had um, had hit everything on Finn Balor. And Finn Balor had hit everything on him. And I think there was one point where, just like what happened at, um, at TakeOver 31... Uh, there was that one kick where he got hit right in the stomach or right there, on, on, I guess, in the liver spot. And I think that's uh, where he got hit really, really hard. And Kyle felt it. And then he felt it again at, uh, at the New Year's Evil event. And it was pretty much a repeat of everything that happened. Kyle O'Reilly had tried everything. He tried to put every submission hold on him. He tried to hit him with, you know, all sorts of kicks. And, you know, we, we know that Kyle O'Reilly is... Um, uh, not only a great wrestler, but he is um, a specialist in mis- mixed martial arts. So he he knows his way around the ring, and he knows his way around you know everything there. Uh, Finn Balor, um, you know, hard hitting himself. You know, he's he's someone that's been around the world, and he's faced off against some of the best comp- uh, best competitors, and and this was definitely uh, the exception. So right at the end, um, Finn Balor. The first time, he beat him in the middle of the ring and hit him with the coup de grace. And my thought was, I thought Kyle O'Reilly, I thought Kyle O'Reilly for sure would be the man to go ahead and defeat Finn Balor. But Finn Balor caught him and put him in in some sort of submission hold and Kyle O'Reilly tapped out to Finn Balor. And... Wow, and now it's, well, it it leads to a conclusion now. Kyle O'Reilly, out of the picture, he's done. And Finn Balor wins his match against Kyle O'Reilly. So this is truly the end. And, you know, I personally personally thought that, I really thought Kyle O'Reilly was going to win. I really did. Because it was so evenly matched. And, and you knew, you knew from the from the start that Finn Balor was was being taken to the limit, but he wasn't taken far enough. So your winner, and still NXT champion Finn Balor, the Prince still holds on to the title, and Kyle O'Reilly is just gonna have to wait in the back seat like everybody else. So now, with New Year's Evil out of the way, now that leaves the question. The question is, who's NX, who's, what's next for the Prince? Who does he have his sights set on? 
or better yet, who has their eyes set on the prince? And the only person that you can possibly think of at this point would definitely be, you know, would definitely be carrying Cross. You know that he is looking forward to getting his hands on his NXT championship, and in order to do that, he must defeat Finn Balor in the middle of that ring. And it's going to be a while until we see Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross somewhere down the road. And who knows, it may happen on Valentine's Day. It may happen at TakeOver. So we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks. We know Finn Balor had himself one hell of a match against Kyle O'Reilly. And no doubt his next opponent will come very, very soon. And no doubt William Regal will have some, some things to talk about. Now... Before we get into uh, to the conclusion of all this, there was one match that was scheduled to happen at NXT Takeover New Year's Evil, and I mentioned it on the um, on the previous show on uh, New Year's Eve. And the matchup that was supposed to happen between um, Timothy Thatcher and um, Tommaso Ciampa, the Fight Pit match, did not take place. And reasons behind it is um, during a workout session, I believe Timothy Thatcher, uh, I think, suffered a little bit of an injury. And uh, he's, not, he's not hurt badly, but uh, doctors had said that uh, he is unable to compete, so he wouldn't be able to take Tommaso Ciampa on in the fight pit match at NXT New Year's Evil. So... No word yet as to whether or not this match is still going to happen. Now, as a matter of fact, the match is still going to happen, and nothing has been said yet, but no doubt, no doubt that Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher are probably going to get it on at TakeOver on Valentine's Day. I mean, that's the only, that's the only logical solution I can think of, because think about this. We're on January 9th right now. Okay, and NXT TakeOver is on the 14th on Valentine's Day. So you got almost a month, almost a month and a half for these guys to heal up, get ready and compete until TakeOver comes around. So this should be tremendous to check out. Timothy Thatcher versus Tommaso Ciampa in a fight pit match at NXT TakeOver on Valentine's Day. So no no official word yet. We don't know if it's going to happen, but we're going to see how this happens and more. Uh, you know, one thing's for certain, um, you know, I, um, sorry, I was just looking through some stuff. Um, no doubt that, um, no doubt we'll see how this match is going to turn out. And I'm wondering how all this will begin, how all this will be set up, you know? So we'll, we'll see what happens. Now, We're getting closer and closer to the end of this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast, so we're pretty much done with the New Year's Eve, but there's a lot of things that we got to cover right now. Um, As we know today, and I must apologize for this because despite the fact that it is the 9th, it is the 9th of um, January, there is an event that's taking place right now as we speak. Now, I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way. I'm not going to be able to give you my predictions in this match, but I will tell you the matches that are going to take place. And this is going to take place over on Impact Wrestling. Now, Impact Wrestling has an event coming up um, today. It's called Genesis, and it's happening right now. Well, not right now, but it's actually going to happen right around uh, Saturday, January 9th, which is today. 
and it is going to be the Super X Cup Tournament. That means that uh, competitors from not just Impact Wrestling, but from Mexico and other parts of the world will be competing for this cup. Now, there are a couple of matches that are going to happen on this event that I'm looking at. So let me announce the matches right here. Uh, Number one, there's going to be an I Quit match between Willie Mack and Moose. And the first round of the Super X Cup tournament, it's going to be Ace Austin taking on Suicide. Also in the Super X Cup, the first round of the tournament, the Devaney, Devari, oh, sorry, Devari going up against Cousin Jake. Uh, another match is going to take place in the Super Cup tournament. The first round matchup, Crazy Steve going one-on-one against Trey Lamar, right? Is that how you spell it? Yeah. Uh, and the other one, let's see here. Um, another first round match for the um, Super X Cup tournament. It's going to be Casey Navarro going up against Blake Christian. Another matchup. Uh, I believe it's the semifinals. It's going to be the winner of the Austin Suicide match to take on the winner of the Davari Jake match. And the other one, and vice versa, and you know how that shit goes. And this one right here is going to be a singles match in the women's division. And this is going to be something that I definitely am looking forward to. The legendary Jazz, the former. WWE superstar, former ECW superstar, and not to mention the former NWA Women's World Champion Jazz will go one-on-one against Jordan Grace. And this is going to be a spectacular matchup. And from what I understand, this is going to be the year when Jazz finally retires. And uh, she is one of the toughest women in all of pro wrestling. She's pretty much up there in the level with, like, say, Jacqueline or up there... Uh, I, w- I would say, you know, she's one of the toughest women, period. I've seen this woman wrestle. And as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, Jazz actually follows the main event on Twitter. So, wow, you know, that's going to be that's going to be something to check out and everything else like that. So, OK, guys, that's going to do it for this edition of this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. But before we get to the ending right here, of course, part one is officially ending right here, but we're going to get into part two, which will be in about another 12 hours. Yes, in another 12 hours. So let me see if I can, and I want to go ahead and get this out of the way as soon as possible. If we can get this crap out of the way, is it here? Where is it? Come on. You know, you're here. Shit, man. I'm trying. No, I don't want the images. What the hell's the matter with you? Sheesh. Okay. Trying to look at all the matches that are supposed to take place here. That's it. No. What? Why? Why am I seeing all the images? I don't want the images. Okay. There we go. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. I. Okay. There's not. Here we go. Okay. Just looking into the references, NXT special episodes. Yada, 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 yada. Okay. Just trying to look into what I need to find. There we go. Blood and guts. Yada, yada, yada. January 13th. That's going to be one part. Here's the. Here we go. 
New Year Smash. Here's where some of the matches are going to take place. Okay, um, the Young Bucks, the Young Bucks and um, SoCal, which is you know that's the matchup right there. It's going to be an eight-man tag team matchup. The Young Bucks and uh, SoCal Uncensored, which is Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian, to take on the team of let's see. The Acclaim and The Hybrid 2. That's one match. Another matchup is going to take place up one-on-one. Members of the Inner Circle. Warlow to take on Jake Hager. Also, and this is something that you're going to look forward to checking out. Cody Rhodes going one-on-one against Matt Seidel. With Snoop Doggy Dog in the corner of Cody Rhodes. I'm not kidding. Snoop Dogg's actually going to be there. Um, Akaru Shira. Oh my god, I pronounced the name right. Akaru Shira going one-on-one against Abaddon for the AEW Women's Championship and for the AEW World Championship. The supposed champion Kenny Omega with Don Callis in his corner will go up against Ray Phoenix. Now, that's going to happen. Well, now, as a matter of fact, that's just the matches that I'm telling you. Okay? I'm not exactly going to go ahead and just reveal what's going to happen afterwards. But guys, that is just part one. Well, that, what I just talked about right there was part two. So, NXT TakeOver, ver, NXT, I'm sorry, NXT versus AEW, New Year's Evil or Smash, part one of New Year's Evil has concluded and it's done. Now, wait until about 12 more hours and get ready for part two of NXT versus AEW, New Year's Evil or Smash, we're going to talk about New Year's Smash. I mentioned the matches. I talked about the people involved and everything. And now you'll get to know the results of that and more. This is just the beginning, ladies and gentlemen. The main event talk is back. And we've got a lot of wrestling we need to cover. So for now, that's going to do it for this edition of this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. You know what to do. You follow the main event. You know where to find me. Find me on Twitter. Find me on Instagram. Find me anywhere you can. And of course, find me and subscribe me right here on the main event talk podcast so ladies and gentlemen part one is officially over and out of the bricks and now we're getting ready for part two of aew versus nxt new year's evil or smash new Year's smash is coming be ready set your clocks around 12 noon because that is when it all comes into play
Get up!